Hello, and welcome to Right on Time with RouteSmart, where we interview thought leaders and decision makers in routing technology. RouteSmart has created the world's most intelligent routing systems, solving the most complex routing challenges faced by newspapers, public works, utilities, postal, and local delivery. Learn more by visiting RouteSmart.com. And here is your host, Matthew Kemeny. Today, I'm here with Chris Sands, uh, Computer Systems Systems Administrator at the Frederick News Post. The News Post has been a RouteSmart client since 2007. Welcome, Chris. Thanks for having me. This segment, I like to call Profiles in RouteSmart Users because we are learning more about the personalities of our clients. And in Chris's case, in addition to his duties at the Frederick News Post, he also runs a very popular craft beer blog or podcast, excuse me, called Uncapped. Chris, tell, tell us a little bit more about the idea. How'd you come up with this? Um, well, it, it was mainly a function of wanting the newspaper to get into podcasting in general. Um, and then uh, craft beer is something I've been into for a while. Uh, I write off and on for the paper, uh, covering craft beer type stuff. I've written articles like previews for Frederick craft beer week and those types of things. So whenever um, I started to build out the podcast studio, I just pitched the idea that I would host a craft beer podcast interviewing the owners of breweries. Cause I, at that point I, I knew quite a few just from, uh, being involved in the industry and no one told me not to, no one told me to stop. So I, I kept going. That's great. Um, and do you remember who your first guest was and how that went? Uh, old mother brewing company. Um, I don't know. I, I think it went horribly cause I feel <laughs> like I was really bad at it back then. Um, but I've been told that it's not as bad as I think it is. And we, I started with them because the paper was about to do a profile on them because it was their one-year anniversary. So I thought it would be the perfect time to kick the podcast off because then they could promote it in the article about the the brewery. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure you've had some really interesting guests through the years. Um, I think so. I've in. The, the weirdest time was there was a one year time. Eh, actually, it was probably going on two years where there was a lot of contention in the laws mm-hmm. uh, in Maryland uh, on how, and how they pertain to breweries. So I've had during that time, I had a, a comptroller on multiple times. I've had gubernatorial candidates on because they wanted to talk about their stance on craft beer brewery laws. Um, but then I've, like, I've, I've had a lot of amazing breweries on too. Mm-hmm. And your focus is, uh, less on the beer and more on the breweries themselves. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, we definitely talk about beer cause it, when you have a brewery on, they want to talk about their, what beer they have. It's popular or, um, what they have coming out. But m- mainly I try to do it as kind of like a human interest type piece where, finding out what they were doing before they started the brewery, why they wanted, like what 
brought them to want to start a brewery, where the name came from, because there's a lot of interesting stories about where names of breweries come from, mm-hmm. um, and more of that type of stuff than just talking about beer itself. And you've had guests uh, from all over the world, right? Yeah. Um, there's so the and this revolved around old mother too. They, the owner of old mother sent me a text one day that, Hey, there's a guy who owns a brewery in Germany and a guy that owns a brewery in Belgium that are going to be here. Um, so I, and we went, met up at old mother and recorded an episode about craft beer in Belgium and, uh, no, the, no, he wasn't from Belgium. That's wrong. Well, the one's definitely Germany, ne- Netherlands. You know, the guy was from the ne- Netherlands. Um, <clears throat> but then, yeah, all across the country. Um, next week, I'm recording an episode with the brewery, uh, uniquely named. Uh, but it's a huge brewery out in California. And I've had people on from Texas all over the place. Now, tell us more, a little bit more about craft beer. I mean, it's kind of one of those things that has exploded in the last, what, 10, 15 years. I mean, people are just, breweries are popping up all over. Um, it's kind of the thing right now. Yeah, I mean, countrywide, definitely 10, 15 years. Um, Maryland, really in the last five to six or so years, because uh, the laws really weren't conducive in Maryland for a long time. Um, they've changed a lot in Maryland, so Maryland's catching up now. Uh, but across the country, yeah, there's, wish I could remember like what the, the number of breweries 10 years ago, but now I believe there are over 8,000 and, um, and a lot of those have opened just in the last five years, definitely within the last decade. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and from what I understand, you're a pretty popular figure around some of these breweries. In fact, um, some of these breweries have crafted beers with your picture on them more than one i think uh there there are 13 beers that have had my likeness on the cans Uh, i don't know why they continue to do it um i would think it would be detrimental to sales but (laughs) it's kind it's kind of a joke at this point i think yeah uh in may there will be three beers coming out that I'll be on the label of so people can look forward to that. Wow. How does that make you feel? Um, I don't know. It's pretty cool. My daughter, <laughs> my daughters get a kick out of it. Although at, I think like at this point it's happened enough times. They don't care anymore. Like I'll, I'll show them the art and they, they kind of just think it's no big deal anymore. So, <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about what you do. Um, at the Frederick News Post in regards to Routes Farm? So I, um, I do any anything. That ha- we, well, we still have our desktop installation. Um, so anytime there's rerouting that needs to be done or uh, slightly more complicated reports or anything more than what you can get out of Routes Smart online, I do all of that. Um mm-hmm. I'm usually the conduit for any kind of problems that our circulation departments have. So they'll come to me first. If I can't figure it out, then I contact route smart support. Um, I mean, I guess mainly, mainly just the general 
maintenance and configuration and all that fun stuff for it where my role falls in. So has the podcast been kind of an escape from your regular job and something, um, you know, different to try to shake things up a little bit for you? And as it's, as it's become more popular, uh, it has become a larger part of my job. That's for sure. So yeah, it's a, it's a nice break from the having to sit in front of a computer staring at dots for routes or fixing a server that went down or any of my IT related duties. <laughs> it's much more fun to go brew a beer at a brewery and hang out than it is to sit and troubleshoot a server all day. I bet. So with COVID, uh, a lot of these a lot of your interviews have turned to remote, right? Yeah. Um, almost every single one of them. I think I've done one, maybe two episodes in the last year that were in person. Um, but most of them are all recorded exactly how we're recording this one right now. I set up a little studio in my basement and been recording out of there. And how is that? How has that been? And, and are you hoping that uh, some of these some of these podcasts go in person pretty soon? It, it's both a, a blessing and a curse. I don't think I don't think the interviews are quite as good over uh, virtually. Like there's just, you know like there's just something about sitting in a room with someone and sharing a beer with them. Um, but it's opened up the who I can have on like there's no way I would fly out to California and have the owner of stone brewing on. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be having a bunch of people in Texas on or so it, it's broadened my horizons of who I can have on. It also, um, it's made it less time consuming so like, it's also easier to like busy guests that have them on because instead of them having to drive out to our studio for however long it was and then all that time they hop on for an hour to two hours talk and then go back to their, the, their daily grind. But I, I still think there's something lost in doing it virtually. Mm-hmm. And what kind of things do you talk about during the podcast? <laughs> Um, if it's, uh, someone that's been on for the first time, it's like I said, I start out like just trying to get like background on the person, what, where they came from before opening the brewery. Um, I love hearing the stories of where the names of the breweries come from. Um, some places it's as simple as. That's just the what popped in their head. Uh, some places have real deep meaning to the names or they put a lot of thought into it. And if it's a brewery that's been on multiple times, like sometimes we'll talk about just general topics in, that pertain to craft beer at that time, what they have come like coming up at the brewery. Uh, most episodes go off the rails and then we just, end up talking about just random stuff because so many of them are like they're people I'm friends with at this point so it's almost just like having a conversation with a old friend that I hadn't talked to in a couple of months 
So really anything's fair game. I don't really prepare <laughs> for them. I just, wherever the conversation takes us, that's what we talk about. And I saw recently that you had a guest on from the Jersey shore. Not yeah. the show, but a brewery he- in the Jersey shore. Yeah. Heavy real brewing company. <laughs> and that was just cause I happened to be at a brewery, um, four score beer company up in Gettysburg while heavy real was there doing a collaboration and i was talking to him he was interested in being on and worked out well too because then he while we were sitting there he started texting the owners of other breweries and introducing me to them so it that thankfully that one trip up to four score i think got me like four scheduled podcasts well it worked out well for you yeah definitely have you seen have you ever seen the jersey shore the show no and i've only ever been in new jersey once okay well i mean i'm actually from new jersey and uh my family uh had a my grandfather had a house in seaside heights where they filmed the jersey shore so we would go there on on vacation quite a bit and um i remember uh when they were I was there one time and, and we were, I was in my twenties and we were, we were on the roof playing uh, mini golf because that's what you do when you're in Seaside Heights. Um, and they had this film crew walking around and uh, <clears throat> I walked up to them and I said, you know, what are you doing here? What are you, what are you shooting? And they said, we're, we're filming a reality show about the Jersey shore. And I swear, I said to them, this, that will never work. <laughs> Nobody's going to watch that. <laughs> It turns out like ended up being wrong. I ended up being <laughs> dead wrong on that one. It turned out to be like one of the most popular shows on television for a while. And I think they're rebooting it. Yeah, and I, I think Heavy Real is in Seaside Heights. Really, yeah. It's right there. And he said you can see the um ocean from the brewery. Yeah. Um it's it's a nice place. I mean it's it was a great place to to vacation and they have a great bay there. Um certainly had some some excellent times. I've yeah, only ever been to Red Banks. Okay. All right. Yeah. I um I was in Ocean City, Maryland for the first time last year. And that's that's a real popular destination for people around. I'm I'm in Harrisburg, so it's very popular for people around here to, to drive three hours to to get to Ocean City. So um you are a fan of podcasts in general though, right? Yeah, I've been listening to podcasts for probably decades at this point. They've been around for quite some time. I used to burn them onto CDs to listen to on my commute to work. And before you got into craft beer podcasts, what what podcasts were your favorite? Uh, I mainly listen to technology ones. Um, that from a it's a podcast network called This Week in Tech, mm-hmm. and I, I listen to a couple of the podcasts on their network. Nice. Do you get into any of those true crime podcasts? I've listened to all the serial ones. Um, I think there's one other ones, but for the for the most part, no. It's the the technology ones I listen to are usually a good two to three maybe four hours worth of content a week. So that's, that's usually takes up all of my listening time. Excellent. So as far as um, 
Do you have a favorite beer? Besides the ones that have your likeness on them, obviously. I I don't know if it's truly my favorite anymore, um, but I still always, I'll say Nugget Nectar because for the longest time, Nugget Nectar was like what I rated every beer compared to. Um, I used to drive, I mean, it was starting back even when Trogues was in Harrisburg. Every year when Nugget Nectar would come out, I would drive up to Trogues and get a case of it. I haven't done that in a while, but so I'll, I'll just, I'll stick to that line. Um, I mean, but beers that have my face on them always have a special place in my heart. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping I can get a case of Chris Sand branded beers very soon. Uh, coming out in May, there will be <laughs> there are three different breweries. We'll have a beer coming out. I mean, Sands Jams, what else have there been? Well, Sands Jams is coming out again in May. That's one of the three. Um, then there's two um, unannounced named beers that will be coming out in May. But mm-hmm. the, the other ones I've been on, there was $200 Plasma. Um, if you love The Office, then you'll get that reference. That's what... <laughs> Um, I do a series of beers with um, <clears throat> with a brewery down in Rockville, Maryland, named Saints Row. Uh, the beer series is called Super Hype Brothers. Uh, well, Bros is what's on the can, um, and all the labels are myself and the the owner of the brewery drawn as uh, a game characters mm-hmm. it's like the first one was uh him as mario and me as luigi then there was a street fighter themed one then we did a mario kart themed one what is that office reference uh i've seen it i've seen the office a lot but oh, it's from the best episode of the office ever made it's kind of disappointing that you don't know it tell it, me about it the name of the episode is the dinner party and it's uh, oh right yeah scott and kind of forces um, Jim and Pam to come to a dinner party at his house with Jan and Dwight show up and, right. and everything, uh, goes, everything goes wrong. Yeah. They, when Jan and um, Michael get into a fight and she throws his Dundee at <laughs> his, right. at his tiny little like 12 inch plasma TV that <laughs> he had been bragging about. Um, and he yells at her, that's that's a $200 plasma TV. Good luck paying me back for that with your $0 a year salary plus benefits, babe. <laughs> yeah, I remember that episode because uh, he also puts the he puts the, the beer sign up in the middle of the um, oh, yeah, the St. Pauli girls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that I, used to, I used to have a can of that somewhere around here in my basement but i don't know but uh it was me drawn with um yelling with a um trophy being thrown at and a tv cracked that's awesome so you get into march madness i could not care less about basketball i have not really watched it that much this year i think and, and i don't know why maybe i've just been busy or but usually every year i'm there with the brackets and you know, crossing out who lost and who won. And I'm usually rooting for the underdog. I hate the squeaking. 
Oh, of the sneakers on the court? Yeah. I yeah. said, and I grew up in Pittsburgh and, and basketball isn't, I think it's a little larger now. Cause I believe a lot of people in Pittsburgh are, um, Cleveland Cavaliers fans. Mm-hmm. It's kind of been like adopted as the home team, but I ain't growing up. I, I just didn't follow basketball at all. Yeah. What do you, what else are you into what, in, in any sports or, um, hockey, football, little bit of baseball All right. kind of fallen out of baseball. Once I moved out of Pittsburgh, who do you like in hockey Peng- penguins? I mean, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. The best okay. team. <laughs> <laughs> so it's great to have you on, uh, as this is actually our first podcast. So I feel this- honored. Yeah, exactly. You should. Um, because, uh, you know, we start with the best, um, you know, and people are going to have a lot to live up to after this. I don't know. I would say it's a, it can only go up from here. <laughs> um, so were you there when Route Smart became, uh, when the Frederick News Post became a client of Route Smart in 2007? No, I, well, they must have installed it like right before I started. I started there July of 2007, um, but it had already been installed and then ignored by the time I got there. Okay. And do you, do you know what it was like before the Frederick News Post had RouteSmart? Do you know what the uh, routing system was like? Oh, it was spreadsheets. They, they would fill out stuff in spreadsheet. I mean, they kept trying to do that after RouteSmart was installed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so suffice it to say it's gotten better since then oh yeah now i mean they they're reliant on um route smart online how is it i mean how has it helped the news post as far as distribution it's ain't it 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 a lot of it it's allowed flexibility like we've definitely had to do things over the years that would have been it would have taken way, way longer to the, or just been impossible to do without having routes, especially the desktop version for us to reroute. Like when, so was that 2008 or 2009? I know whenever everything fell apart, um, economically, we eliminated our Monday edition for a little while. Um, so we had to reroute everything because we were delivering other papers to that were still being delivered on Mondays. So that I don't know that we would have been able to do that without using route smart. Um, we took on delivering the Washington post and everything they delivered in the in Frederick County. Um, another thing that we wouldn't have been able to do definitely not as easily without having route smart. <laughs> And it's also like uh, right now there are a lot of down routes, mm-hmm. and so they're heavily reliant on RouteSmart to uh, divvy up the routes amongst people to be able to fill them every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> I mean, I guess you can talk. Maybe you can talk anecdotally about how RouteSmart has has helped you as far as uh, budget savings, reductions, time savings, uh, reduction, customer complaints? Um, Well, especially with how complicated delivery 
is with all the different um, publications that it, it helps with that a lot. So I would anecdotally think that that's helped with complaints a lot. Cause it like the instructions are right there. People and there have definitely been there were once we started to heavily utilize uh, route smart, there were savings um, from being able to make more profitable routes by keeping everything compact and making them shorter. So people weren't driving as far, but making them more densely packed. And it helps. Um, our publisher always says that one of the things that like, it brings that knowledge to the paper too. Mm-hmm. So like they know how long a route should take. They know how many miles should be driven. Mm-hmm. And you use routes more online, correct? Yeah. Well, we, I mean, we use both daily. We use, um, route smart online. Um, and then I, a couple times a year, usually end up doing stuff inside the desktop client. Yeah. And can you talk about, I, I mean, it's, you find it easy to use routes more online. Oh yeah. Especially after the, actually, I guess the new version isn't new anymore. Um, but when it, whenever that complete redesign was done, that made it way easier to use. Mm-hmm. And then there's, I can't remember the tool, what the name of the tool is, but the, like the help tool where it kind of just points you and shows you what to do that. Has, yeah. Uh, that one <laughs> has, it, it has, has been a big help. People love that. And that's great. That you've had, that's great. They've that had a positive experience. I think um, what's harder um, like usability wise, it's really easy. I think the hardest part is like getting people to conceptualize how you should like more of like the, how things should be done instead of like the tool to do it. Yeah, for sure. I'm, and you know, we hear all the time um, from our different clients, uh, you know, the the ease of use and how it, it benefits overall with the distribution. Um, so that's that's great to hear. Um, so if you could if you could summarize RouteSmart, your experience with RouteSmart in one sentence, what would it be? Um, I mean, in our experience, it's been a lifesaver multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, so I want to thank you for, for, um, being our first guest. Uh, we're just up on time here. So, um, is there anything else you'd like to add about, about your podcast uncapped? Of course you can tell people where to find it. Uh, uncappedpodcast.com will take you there. Um, but then it's also in the collection of the Frederick news posts podcast. So if you go to fnppodcast.com, it's one of the choices there. Great. And, uh, for our listeners and our viewers, we, uh, recently wrote a blog about this and we publish it on our website. So if you go to routesmart.com and click in the top right corner under blog, uh, you should see it there. You can read more about Chris and his, uncapped blog um podcast so i want to thank chris again for his time this morning on a friday i hope you have a good weekend and uh thanks for joining us right after this i'm actually going and meeting with a brewery to plan out one of those beers that i was talking about earlier 
So Excellent. can't wait. They to see can it. only go up from here. <laughs> That's right. All right, Chris. Thanks a lot. Welcome. Thank you for having me. You have been listening to Right on Time with Route Smart. Be sure to follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you and join us next time.